You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK, we're not at full strength tonight, we just got myself and Andy in the house. But g'day Andy, you you were okay after last night mate? Yeah, I've dodged this uh, throat sort of uh, virus that Corby's got, maybe because he was talking too much shit at the wedding, was that? Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't talking about that mate, off. you know what you haven't dodged? You haven't dodged a loss because the Sharky spanked you. Yeah, oh jeez, that was disgusting wasn't it? I loved I, it mate. I just think Pam Matters... Uh, we're talking earlier. Parramatta's goal line attack is absolutely disgusting. Like yeah. he just had nothing inside there, the twenty. So much better from the thirty meter line. Yeah, a fifty-five percent possession. Like we're going nuts at Shark Park. You're getting a lot of the fifty-fifties. I think the ref forgot that he was at Shark Park. He thought he was at Bankwest Stadium. I think he was giving you guys everything. But it was good to be back. But geez, I tell you what, mate, it was hard to get a beer out there. You could hardly go to the toilet. They've got a lot and a lot to fix up the Sharkies. A lot of them. Uh, maybe they've seen Scamo. The referees seen Scamo in the in the crowds. So are like, oh, we better, <laughs> we better give him, give him a win. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you might want to know where the snake is. He's he was MC ever since he's become a podcaster. Now he thinks he's an MC. He's got skills. Apparently, you you saw him last night, Andy. Like, can you tell us the state of Mister Snake, Josh Corby? You know, <laughs> it was quite funny because he lost his voice completely. So everyone in like in the family just kept asking him. Questions, <laughs> so like what? Doing, like what sort of questions? Ra- just random questions. So because he couldn't reply because he couldn't talk, so we just oh, asked, okay. "Hey Josh, what are you doing here? Hey Corbs, what are you doing here?" And he just he got the he, got, he had cracked his shits. He went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> what a snake! Hey, I know. he slithered into bed really early. <laughs> yeah, big time. What a snake! And he wasn't going that good. We'll come back to. We're actually doing this while we're actually watching the. Bulldogs versus Brisbane game. There's about 20 minutes to go. Staggs looks like he's just been called back for a try, which is part of our multi here, Andy. It's never good when they go to the bunker. But tonight, oh, firstly, thank you for everyone leaving Spotify and Facebook reviews. Spotify reviews are just absolutely through the roof. So if you haven't yet, just go back into the podcast page and you can quickly leave one. It literally takes one second. Also, follow the Talking League page on Facebook. It's Talking League Pod is the, what it's called. And we do a live Q&A on Thursday, so... Prior to the lockout, you can join us and for about 20 or 30 minutes and we can do a live Q&A. Some good news. We've got Talking League merchandise on the way. How exciting. There's going to be four shirts. I won't. There's going to be four shirts, stubby coolers, mouse pads. I'm not going to spoil them all, but one I'm going to tell you about tonight. The great Gus Gould, Andy, has given us his blessing <laughs> to do one. Yeah, good. He was saying his reply saying, I don't think you'll sell me shirts with my head on it, but no, it's good. <laughs> Some of them are just like, just the classic sayings we have. There. I can't wait. I'll be rocking them at work. Yeah, mate. <laughs> Big time. I'll be rocking them everywhere. We'll be rocking them on the lives, mate. And all the 50% of the Talking League revenue will be donated to the Men of League Foundation. So it's pretty important to get behind the cause. We'll raise as much money as we can for them because it is important, especially for players that do fall on hard times. 
you know, they're the people that make this great community and the great game that we have. So really important that we support that. But Andy, let's kick things off. How good is this bloke? Can I go first? Yeah, you can go first. I know that you want to. All right, we've got to hail the new king, my boy, Nico Hines. But Andy, you, you couldn't you couldn't write a better script, right? Especially after you missed the first three kicks at goal, he missed that tackle on Sean Lane to let Reed Marnie score, and then he was a big catalyst in them coming back. And then he had that kick for goal from twelve in from touch. But in a fantasy perspective, people that captain him with Haas going a little bit slower this week, eighty four points, Andy, in his four hundred and six kick meters, twenty eight tackles, five tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assist, one tackle, one try assist. 114 metres gained, three offloads. Are we seeing the emergence of the new Nathan Cleary? Well, geez, with, with no Nathan Cleary to, to play against, uh, at least we know that, you know, Cleary can still get those points, you know. It's not just kick metres, you know what I mean? As a half can get 80 points without having to rely on total kick metres. So, yeah, but, man, he's, he, he was good. So especially his little crab walks or, or along the fields and he's getting the tackle breaks and running across. Mm. It was just something that Parramatta was lacking. But uh, yeah, look, I, I I did have him in my team, didn't captain him, but geez, it was a, uh, it was a what, what's a cool one? It's, a, it's good and bad at the same time. Yeah, mate, I tell you what, for someone that, get, that cops a lot of stick, Matt Moylan, that was the best he's ever played for the Sharks. His control out there and his ability, especially when he goes into first receiver and Hines floats out the back, his ability to do that, he makes Cronulla a, a lot better team. Hats off to him. He got he got a high forty score in fantasy. We, we might have to look at him in a couple of weeks if he keeps this up. Stop saying that. No, he's here. <laughs> what are you doing? There's no bounce back factor for more. He's a pod, mate. He's a pod right now. <laughs> <laughs> go go over sleep. Go to bed. Yeah, I've been travelling a bit. I probably need some sleep. Andy, who's your stud, my man? Mine's Bo for more. He's come back. He's done the bounce back for us. Yeah, it's like he heard us. He heard us in the pod backing him. So yeah, he, it was sixty nine points. Uh, he How done. He? he he. Got what for fetish should, should be getting, you know what I mean? Mm. 161 meters, five tackle breaks, 21, 27 tackles, one miss. I think you could definitely see with Bruno there going on the left side, both of them are definitely, um, definitely sort of stood out. Yeah. But, mate, on the flips, on the other side, just for feeder, like that's that's what numbers he should be getting. Like he's the biggest human in the world, and you, you can't, you, both Fillmore is beating you. Mm. No, I totally uh, agree. He just goes missing, but yeah, both Fillmore is my stud. Would Thank you, you again. Thank you for getting us for the boys. Everyone doubted him. Yeah, mate. It was kind of like a bit of a Nostradamus because we, we pretty much were spot on. We don't spot on a lot this round, but we may as well claim this one. <laughs> but, mate, he's nearly at that territory, that mid-400s, and we're not getting a lot of value out of these backs and even some of the mids. It's nearly a temptation just to swap him in, right, because he seems to have a dig every week, man. Well, like you said, we did see his, we'd seen his floor yesterday or last week, I'd say. Mm. And this this could be a ceiling, but sixty nine is a good ceiling if he's consistent. So. <laughs> no, I think I, everyone I, would I, like that. I think, like you said, I think the Titans played well as well, so we're worried about that that young team. But you know, they beat the un, understrength Warriors. But uh, look, this this breeds confidence in the boys. So yeah, on your bow. I thought Sexton and AJ Brimson. You mentioned AJ Brimson. He really does look like a five eight. I thought he was very very good. Yeah, definitely just unlocked the team a little bit and put pressure off Sexton. So Sexton scored another big score as well. So 
apologies again. But um, yeah. let's see if he can keep cut up. There's no reason why why he can't, I guess. But look, like you said, we've got to get some right and <laughs> we may get some wrong. Mate, the, the fact is, with Mitchell Moses, especially he copped a few knee injuries yesterday. He got a knee injury and then Wilton attacked him. Oh, Ramian attacked him. Should have been sent off. His yeah, and then Gutho, <laughs> and then Gutho was kicking as well. So mate, he might, he's definitely not 100%. So if anything, if you had to set, set out – a long-term period. I could, it could be a good straight swap, I reckon, between between Moses and Sexton. Very similar players, man. While they're still um, similar prices, yeah, and especially if if Pamela aren't going to have that um, that strong start like they always used to have. Mm. Especially with Sexton so. playing round thirteen. If I could go back to before the comp started, I probably would have gone Sexton, considering that we might need him for round thirteen now. But yeah, Moses still a good pick. He scored a great try on the weekend, man. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Gutho iced all those kicks, so there's no real rush to get Moses back kicking again. So that mm. could be a bit of a um, a change there. So, so what? I don't know. What did Gutho end up kicking five goals, right? So that was ten off. No, it was Moses. four goals. So it was two goals and two penalties. There you go. So that's eight. That's still pretty so, good. Right, real early. I think um, when Moses scored that, that chip and chase try, uh, who was it? One of the um, the disgusting, filthy Sharks player. It was Ramian. Yeah, Jesse Raymond. Just need him. He had no chance of stopping the try anyways. He need him right on the actual side of the um, the legs, on the right foot, so you couldn't kick on it. Look Dude. at Parramatta. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you tell I'm burning? Yeah, oh, big time. <laughs> Just accept the loss, mate. Accept the loss. <laughs> yeah. All right. Never. Let's Never. move on. Let's get some duds happening, man. No, 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 no. The big uh, Gussie, Gussie Gould. Now, Andy, who you got for your dud, my man? Oh, I think mine was a lot of people probably have this guy. Didn't score the lowest, but he upset a fair few people. And a few people pulled the gun, pulled the trade early. Um, I mistakenly did as well. I think I knew it was like last minute, maybe 30 minutes before the game, I was getting that itch, that finger itch. So I traded Nanai in and Nanai, 17 points. Mate, did you, did you see his demerits, Andy? Like. Oh. What do you have? Ten missed tackles and then four errors. It's that's that's huge. Oh my gosh. But the opportunity cost too, Andy. When you think, if you miss ten ta- ta- missed tackles, that's minus two each time. But also mm. the opportunity cost of making the tackle. So it's really a three point it's, it's turnaround. A, yeah, it's a th- well, that was thirty point turnaround. So it could have been on forty. Yeah, plus the errors that you just mentioned. But yeah, so yeah, exactly. So and, that's a fifty point score, which mirror images his game last last week. And his point right. and his penalty. He got a penalty against him as well. So this was, kid, he was on two with ten minutes to go. So that that try saved a few people, but yeah, it was that hurt. We've got to get a message out to this kid. He's he can't be fifty five and then seventeen the next week. He's just got to find a bit of consistency. I don't mind a missed tackle, but not ten. Oh, so Herbie Farmworth I just scored, saw it. Yeah. not Stags. Jeez, he's got a bit of toe, eh? Jeez, he's not even he's a bit of a oh, he could be a talking point. Fifty two. Big time. Now, Andy, my dad is Britton Nakora. Plays on the same side of Nico, but he was one of the most impressive players in the preseason. Mate, him and Leilua, the two most impressive mm. back rowers from the preseason, absolutely just shooting blanks at the moment, man. 25 points on the weekend. He had six missed tackles, and this is his fourth season of first grade, so not he's not a rookie like Nanai, but he was coming off of 41. I don't think you panic, because having a look at the Sharks' next three games, you've got Dragons away, the Knights and Tigers at home. So I think he's a massive hold and just ride that period out because I think he could have massive bounce back factor. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Especially with Nanai as well. I still think Nanai is his second game. Like, he'll, he'll come good next week. 
Like he said, he's already had one good game the first week, so he's got he's got rocks and diamonds. Let's just hope next week's diamonds for everyone. Yeah, big time, man. So, mate, live score with 15 minutes ago. Maxi King's on 51. Hey, what an absolute legend. What a weapon. Mate, I should have captained Maxi King. Hussey's only on 41. He's put to shame a fair few forwards. Like, he's put a lot of forwards on notice. Yep, big time. I think we just got to go for people with effort and energy now, Andy. We have to drop some of these just prima yeah. donnas. Geez, Kurt Mann is is in that um territory. Oh, big time! He had a shocker today. He had, mate, he had a lot of penalties today as well. I think it was about three. He was just all over the rock and just being silly. But where's your life score, at, mate? I'm at seven hundred and forty nine for the round. I've increased my rank to fourteen seven three three, which is good considering I was about twenty five thousand last week. So kind of. Bit by bit, kind of clawing my way back. But Andy, what what went well in your team this week? What went well? Uh, probably just the Teddy and Hines, and uh, look, Marnie scoring a try saved me for mm. fifty one again. But uh, not not much else. Hey, Max King's probably, <laughs> probably the other one. But <laughs> what went wrong was the was the three seventeen scores. So well, sorry, eighteen. So we've got two Alagi on eighteen. It was Nana on 17, and then sillily, I gave Billy Smith a chance, and he got 17. So, yeah, that really hurt. So my score will be – I'll be happy to crack 700 this yeah. week. Those two edges, mate, for me, Tualagi got 18. As you mentioned, Nanai got 17. But good to see Adam Fanua Blake starting to help me fulfill some promise. He got a 54. He was outstanding on the weekend. Pops is a little bit concerning. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Jack Bird got a 47, but unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to trade him out because I've only got one hooker in my team, and it was my strategy. Let's talk about that. I think at the moment, Andy, I'm going to go a straight swap because I've got money, heaps of money in the bank. I'm going to go Jack Bird to Harry Grant because I thought Harry Grant was great. I think he's going to be the number one hooker, as we did mention kind of in the preseason anyway, right? So it's no yeah. real scoop, but he's, he's actually only 8%, 8% owner there, Andy. I think that's a major play. So I think Marnie's nine percent. So is everyone just running the one hook of Randall? Or must be. Yeah, I think so. I think because there's just too many kind of fires to yeah. put out last week that maybe we just all just run the gauntlet a little bit with Randall. And Randall had a pretty good forty two, so he'll continue to make money, which is good. I could possibly do a, a Marnie to, to Grant because he did look good in that first half, and it's his first game back for a while. So naturally, he's going to be underdone the second half. So. <sighs> Let's just say, yeah, you know, I'll probably just talk about it and then pull the trade tenants for the, for the season before the week three starts. You might as well give it a free day. Paramount has got par- um, Storm this week, so that could be a good defensive game because they dominated the possession last two. But with the game like in Storm, it'd probably be more evenly matched. So they, he might. That's the thing. I think at the moment, because of the possession, Reed's not getting his tackles, man. Yeah, that's a fair point. Well, his BE is, geez, his round BE was seventy nine. So he's going to lose some cash for me. Yeah. So I reckon you have to see a little bit of bounce back factor from there, man. But the other one that was in my mind is, is Bullimore because at the moment everyone was saying that he was hobbling off. He only played 30 minutes of the first half. And I think we've got to come to realisation that Shush is probably only a couple of weeks away anyway. So my mm. thoughts for that one at the moment is probably go to Josh King. I thought he had another great game and he's in that same – I can get that money right as well and – Get him. What I like about him is he's still got cash to make. He's got that consistent role. Seems like Bellamy really, really likes him. And then you've got Chi still out four to five weeks. So he's a bit, I'm going to call him a bit of a teacher's pet. He seems like he's Bellamy's just boy at the moment, right? Well, yeah, I think when the other guys are out, I think Nass used to a big assault for Solomon. He used to fill in that lock, but it looks like Josh King's playing that role well. So I think you're, you're right there. So even 
like you said, when when Smith's back, he probably might lose his spot, but you still get decent points from the bench. Mm. You only made so, one. You only made one trade this week, right? So you got you're going to make a couple so, this week. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to. I'm going to piss off. <laughs> I'm going to get an Ilias out of my team. I can't give him the third date. Really? I think. Yeah, I think so. He, uh, like he's upset me. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's at he's at two ninety eight. <sighs> Do I leave it? Let him go. I don't know. Look, there's going to be a lot of sort of. Uh, if in, ifs and buts, but I'm gonna have to make a couple of trades to get these um these low scorers out. So yeah. and just sort of justify my other trade. <laughs> so there, there'll probably be a couple. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Definitely. All right, let's go to the injury and suspension update. So lots of injuries, unfortunately, from this round. Mitch Dunn suspected ACL, so he'll be gone. Season confirmation from the Panthers of a high grade MCL, Andy. For Brian Toho, so looking at a six to eight Ooh. week period, so maybe we could see what's his name, the young the guy that we watched box. What's his name again? You don't even know, do you? Doesn't matter. We'll come back um, to it. What's his name? Classic. No, 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 no. His brother went to England. What's his Sorry. name? The bad guy. I can't remember. Sorry, that it's, tired. it's 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 lagging. Oh, okay. Sorry. Don't worry. We'll come back to it. James Fisher Harris. Scan showing muscular damage to his left shoulder, so that is to be confirmed. Andrew McCulloch has been cleared of an elbow dislocation fracture with the Dragons, hopefully getting him back in the next two weeks. Nick Kotrick, he was ruled out of the Raiders game with a quad strain, probably a two- to three-week injury. Main concern for Connor Watson was a right shoulder subluxation. Now, the Roosters saying he would have been good enough to go back on the field if they needed him. Ronaldo Mulatalo, he had a head knock, so didn't return for the second half. They do have a really short turnaround now as well with the Dragons derby game on Thursday night. And just on the first game today, suspected MCL injury there for Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Best case scenario, looking at a three to four week recovery, according to NRL Physio. Judiciary news, Sharks edge Teague Wilton has been charged with a grade two dangerous contact on Mitchell Moses. And he's looking at a week for an early plea. No one really else. Fines only for Ray Stone, Tom Gilbert, and Georgie Burgess there, Andy. Talon May you were talking about. Ah, yes, Talon May. Yeah, 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 I've just yeah. had an absolute blank. Yeah. <laughs> I just called him the bad boy, the bad guy's brother. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he did box pretty well. Yeah, he was real good. Now, boys. Oh, sorry, boys. I keep thinking the snake's here. Sorry. <laughs> Andy is only here. Yeah. Why don't we talk a little yeah. bit about We've got a few burning questions. Sorry, Andy, you go. No, I was just going to say you snaked me as well, so I'm I'm right on board the snake uh, call for Corbs. Oh yeah, this afternoon, what an absolute gibber! We'll let you know what <laughs> Once he does. Once a snake, always a snake. Yeah, big time. <laughs> now we've got a few questions that we'll wrap we'll wrap things up with here, Andy. I can't even talk today, but talking about misfiring wing fullbacks here, Andy, and the, probably the two of concern is probably Tom Travojevic and Ryan Puppenhausen, mate. Does Either of these guys concern you, or is one more than the other? I think if you have Tommy in your team, it's when you 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 bought him to have him in your team mm. for the whole season. You know, like when you predict, I'm so happy this happened because I could be a lot further than what I would be if I did pick him. <laughs> you know, especially with like catch, I can't imagine what they're doing. They probably have deleted app already. Yeah, uh, but all that money just scoring thirty or forty points, so. I think if you have him, you have to sort of stick with him because he's going to lose cash. You're going to get him later. So you're burning technically two trades just to get him back in your team. So it's sort of like a – it's sort of like the, the run you, you run you can't really recover from. Yeah. But with Pappy as well, I think he'll he'll come good. You know, like 
you've got the first two seasons, the first two games, the full squad's not actually there. Brendan Smith's not there, you know, like causing a ruckus in the middle for um, perhaps to sort of be that support player off. So, yeah, I think you've got to keep him. There's yeah. no point trading him out, especially when you've got other spot fires to, put, <laughs> to fix in your team. Definitely. Now, Turbo, he is a flat track bully. They did get the two pro- premiership favourites, right, in the Roosters and Penrith. So That's tough, hey? That's tough. Now, the calculator on the NRL Fantasy app suggests he's going to open at 872K. So the biggest <laughs> issue will be the huge break-even, mate. So next week it could be in the mid-hundreds. So he could be, even with good scores coming up, he could be mid-700s come around round five, man. So See, that was so good. I'm so happy we didn't go with that, right, that sort of technique. Yeah, big time. So the draw ahead for the Manly Seagulls. I don't know why. I might have to just... Oh, here it is. Dogs, Raiders, Knights, Titans, Sharks for the next five. So you can probably Dogs, see. Raiders, Knights, Titans. Oh, that's he'll bounce some points back. there. There's yeah. definitely points there, yep. and he has to look at Desi's going to absolutely tear him to shred. And like you said, it was the the, the predicted premiers this year and the premiers last. Year. And like, <laughs> it's understandable that the good coaches are going to target him. Des didn't change anything last week. Do you think Des uses the three date rule? Does they get? Do they get? Do they get one more crack? Yeah, I reckon he will. I reckon he listens. He's a he's a probably he's an avid listener for pod. sure. Now <laughs> on pups, the only concern that I have is what are you? Are you hold? Would you hold? Yeah, him? yeah, hold for sure for both of them. They're quality players that I think will bounce back. But the only real concern I have for pups is that I don't think he's hundred percent fit. Just looking at his stats, he's had zero line breaks. Pretty much tackle breaks are non-existent. His long range efforts are non-existent. I just he'll improve over time. Their draw coming up is Eels, Dogs, Raiders, Sharks, Warriors. So a little bit harder than the Manly, especially the games against the Eels and the Sharks, that's for sure. But he had a forty four and thirty four. I think the fact that he's not scoring well when they're winning games is my only concern. But mm. given that what we know his track record is and kind of the fitness status he came into the season with, I think it's a massive hold and you've just got to ride it because I think everyone else is riding it, right? Like you say, it, it might just take one good game getting back, and then he's going to ha- stick with that the whole season. Yep. You'd be you'd be absolutely kicking yourself if you traded him out, and then he started going on his mad run. Yeah, big time. So just hold on those two now, Andy. I was going to ask, are you getting frustrated by these scores, man? Like, remember last year we were getting sixties and seventies. Now it seems like the new norm is somewhere between a forty and a fifty. It's not. It's not as exciting, is it? Like, especially when maybe two years ago, like you said. It, it was okay because, you know, you're predicting those scores. But because of the inflated scores from last year being the faster pace of the game and also the tackle breaks and, and all those extra points there. Mm. And then to drop it off, it's like it's it's like we just – It's like we like started not, again, man. Like, this Christmas isn't as good as last Christmas because you're not getting those gifts. So, yeah, it's not, it's not good. It's, it's like, we pre- like we put a lot of effort into the preseason stuff. Like we did 39 podcasts. And it's like we probably should have just went in blank because that's kind of how it feels, right? Yeah, all our predictions are sort of probably 10, 10 or 15 projections higher purely because of the games. We didn't really, I didn't realise the game speed would have uh, dropped the points this much. Yeah. Do you think it's a chance that Peter, you know what Peter Vlandis is like? He loves just tinkering and he loves attacking play. I reckon there's going to be a point in this season where he changes the rules again. Well, look at the game today. It was four all at half time. Like, uh, you, you sort of that element of um, of high scoring games is gone. You know, the excitement of all those tries. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing I think are the kind of gambling agencies. They must be going nuts, really, with everyone going unders plays, right? 
maybe that's why Peter Valandis is doing it <laughs> to try and get back. He must. Have, he goes he must unders have every game. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's going I'm telling you rules. I'm going unders. Yeah, yeah, big time. Now, I think you know. I, I do think that we will get around where the scoring starts breaking out a little bit, especially when kind of the weather conditions get better, gets a little bit cooler, and then the combinations start working. Especially the bottom eight teams from last year, a lot of new players in there, so I think they'll get better and better. So I don't think this is like. Forever, I think it will improve through the season, man. I think you hit the nail on the head with the combinations. I think that's where that that's where it increases. Yeah, you know, like everyone, like you said, the drag the Bulldogs are very fr- sort of fresh team, and like you got everyone's got new halves. The only one seems to be clicking are the Sharks. You pass. Yeah, they're going pretty good. They're probably going a lot better than I expected. But and let's talk about a couple of the guns, man. A couple of edge guns. Well, I know a lot of people spend a lot of money on. And that's Angus Crichton and David Fafita. Why don't we talk a little bit about Fafita first? Because he's got a 51 and a 44, but his base stats is just ugly, eh? He just doesn't want to be involved. Like, if, if you're that, I think he's the highest paid, one of the highest paid players on that Titans team. I think actually Fasua Ali is paid more. But mate, if you're getting paid that much money, and if you're that size, you have to help your teammates out and come looking for the ball. You can't just be waiting for it and hiding on that side, on that edge. Yep. So I just, I just, Maybe it takes him to come. He's one of those players that sort of plays well after Origin, but I, I sort of, I'm sort of glad I didn't pick him for eight hundred k. He's definitely not playing his price tag. Yeah, big time. Now, oh well, watch out, watch out. Oh, the about sixteen ten. We've got three minutes to go. Naden just nearly went through, but I think the biggest thing I think you hit it on now. Like he's got to step up, especially he's on a young half with Sexton. Sexton's creating a lot of opportunities down that edge, so. You can't blame him. Titans draw coming up is the Raiders, Tigers, Eels, Manly, Cowboys. So not easy, especially the Eels and Manly part. So, yeah, for feeders, food for thought. He's dropping a lot of money and dropping it fast. The other guy, Angus Crichton, like I just don't think the ball's gone to him. His base is still very, very good. at. He averages 37 tackles and 108 metres gain from his first two games. It's just he's kind of... His attacking stats in terms of tries, offloads, and tackle breaks has kind of dried up. But the Roosters draw, Andy. Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Broncos, Warriors, Dragons. So after this weekend, the Roosters go on a nice little run here, man. Yeah, I think with Crichton, he is in a good team, and that's what helps him. He, he's a gun player. He's nowhere near his best. Um, but we were saying that before the before the season started, that you know there's, gun, there's pe- people that have actual value and those players like your Crichton and and your Fafita, they were already high price. It wasn't they weren't gonna make your money at all. But if you didn't if you stuck clear of them, you you're sort of laughing at the moment. Yeah, big time. And I think with these quality players, three date rule doesn't really apply. You can probably you probably have to put a five date rule given how much you've actually spent on them, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Especially because they have got pedigrees. It's, it's not a risky Play yep. because you know they can do it in the past and they've got the, the ability to do it. Like Fafida is still a giant. You know, he will eventually start using his, his size. Big and he will remember he's actually playing with under 13s, not actual first grade because he should be playing like that. Yeah, mate. Have you noticed, T- we'll just, we've got the game on in the background, but TPJ's gone after Haas quite heavily tonight, eh? Trying to make a point for sure. Well, yeah. he's an old teammate. He's... I'm surprised he hasn't been sent off. Do you think this kind of him playing up the middle is going to last? Mate, Huss has kind of come back now. He's on 54. Ooh. Which is Ooh, nice because yeah, he was that. he was struggling there for a little while. But Well, he's he's beat Maxi King. <laughs> just. Might, yeah, he's definitely vice-captain next week. But 
Mate, Matt Burden in this game, especially in the first half, he's what he's got fifty nine with a minute to go here, but his first half good, ultra uh, impressive, man. How about the, like you said, those that three date rule? People were sort of trying to say to trade him out, so give him time. You know, mm. he's got a new team. He would eventually click. So, geez, that's that's not bad. It's a good little good bounce back for him. Yeah, big time. I'll I'll definitely look at him probably after a couple more weeks because they're a really tough draw ahead, but. I think there is a time and a place, especially coming into round 13 for Matty Burden. But, Andy, another guy that we're, we're looking at now, we mentioned him at the top of the show, Ethan Bullimore. Now, it's kind of coming to a bit of an end. He's having a look at the maths. He's probably going to open around 364K. As I mentioned before, rumors of injury. And then we don't know too much about Josh Schuster's return, but given what NRL physios kind of predicted in the preseason, he's probably going to be somewhere between two to three weeks away. Now, we've got to look at our, look at our options. Does anyone come to mind for you, man? He's so cheap, so it's very hard to do a straight swap. But, look, I'm still willing to to keep him in there until Schuster comes back because, like I said, he hobbled off. So he, he was definitely injured. injured. Yep. So I, I'd, I'd say it's a, still a three-date rule with him. You know, he did play pretty well that first game and got him out of trouble. Or did He scored the only try. Yeah, I think he's yeah, yeah, going to he try. Did. So he's, he has, he's, does look like he's gone hunting and he wants to cement that spot. So uh, I'd say he's a wait. But with 384, it's not too much of a um, uh, – there's not too many options besides a young cheapie who might have the same potential to score similar scores. So yeah. it's a bit of a sideways move to trade him. Big time. Now, the only two that I really had on my mind, Spencer Lenu, who opened around 342K, he did score a 53. The only thing, I think we've got to be a little bit careful because he only played 30 minutes, and in that score, he did score a try and have two turnover tackles. So really, without those two big plays, he scores probably more around that point of minutes or that 30 mark. So I know that James Fisher-Harris, I think the scan will determine. If, if they say James Fisher-Harris is out for 10 weeks tomorrow, then I think it's a good move to actually buy him because they're out yeah. of props. But if they say he's out for one week, I, don't, I just think you're kind of you're not going to get a fifty every week, and I just think you can kind of do better. The guy that I think you can do better if you don't actually have him, and we've we've spoken about him all week. So it's Josh King, so he's on my mind as well. He will open around three hundred and sixty-eight k, which will pretty much be a straight swap if you don't have him already for Bullimore. And what I like, as I mentioned at the top of the show, he's just kind of really in favour with Bellamy at the moment. Cheese is out for. All. A number of weeks still to go. Still a lower percentage owner at 7%. It's got a low break even, so you're going to make some real good cash from him as well. And what I like about him, huge defensive work rate. He's getting, getting through the minutes. Probably doesn't have the best PPM at 0.66, but we just know that he's probably going to be in the team every week in their 17. Or yep. a, lot, a lot of other guys we just don't know from week to week what their role is going to be, right? No, I think you're spot on there. All right. Now, this is for you, Andy. Ilias and Amon, do they deserve the third date? Why don't we start with the main man, Ilias, who scored 20 and 18. Now, what's on your mind here, Andy? Ah, look, you have the excuse of he's learning his craft, but honestly, you see South's taking a lot longer to click them than they actually are. I didn't think it would take them that long, but I didn't think that Reynolds would... I mean, I knew that Reynolds losing Reynolds would hurt him, but mm. not to the extent that it affects the whole team. Um, and Ilias is, isn't Reynolds. Yep. You know, he's still he's still learning his craft. He's got a little a bit of arsenal in his um uh in his sort of rep- attacking repertoire. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the two dates there could be it for me. You know, like like you said, if Joshy King's available for an Ilias, then I might have to go that. I've got halves cover, and with a moan, he did come back and claw his way back to the twenty seven. Yep, um, which is a little bit respectable. Uh, and that's with the dragon side luck. Like, so 
I might be. I was thinking about punting and moaning, keeping Ilias last week, but it might be the opposite this week. Yeah, you know, with Ilias, it's it's interesting because South's next two games are the Roosters and Panthers. So if he scores another Ooh. twenty, he's see. I think the people that don't have Ilias will pick him up. I reckon in probably two or three games' time to replace that Viala guy. Just get him out of the team at a really mm. good mid two hundreds price because I, I I think he can improve, but I just don't think the next two games he's going to do it. Because on the weekend he actually had 111 meters gained in running, which is which is impressive, impressive for a young half. But his kicking meters are still only 156 meters. I just think Cody's getting in his way a little bit. But after that Panthers game, they've got they've got dragons, dogs, and tigers. Ooh, Do you get what bad. I mean? So I reckon anyone that wants Ilias have got that thought. Don't get him till that dragons game, but. I think you're going to keep losing money if you've still got him, these Roosters and Dragons as well, man. So well, Roosters, Penrith, sorry. You keep thinking in the past, you're thinking, you know, that, like, the Avrilo from last year keeps coming up in my head and sort of burnt, is burned to my memory. You know, like, it, will he be the a, a person who sort of comes back you know, and, and ends up killing it? But mm. I don't I just, I, I like you said, I think Cody Walker just sort of dwarfs him yeah. and sort of stars him of the ball. What I think everyone should hold is the fact that most people that have him are only using him in his emergency anyway. So I don't think it's a I don't think it's a fire that you have to put out. I reckon a moan because he's at such a higher price. I think he's probably more of the issue. And Dragon's draw coming up is nasty, Andy. Sharks, eels, rabbits, knights, roosters. Ooh, that's a lot of defensive for a six. Yeah, and I just think he plays too much second fiddle, Ben Hunt. He did have a try assist, which was good to see on the weekend. But I just don't think he has the production and will continue to lose money at the moment. So if out of the two, if you've got both and you have to decide one, I'll be getting rid of Amon before I get rid of Ilias. Interesting. Uh, I'd say it's a flip of a coin for me. Just purely. <laughs> you know what? We'll purely. actually do a flip of the coin yeah. <laughs> on the next show. That'll be fun. Actually, I'll do it on Tuesday or yeah. on Thursday one. Big time. Literally, I, I don't know because it seems to be whatever I'm choosing is the wrong one. Yeah. All right, Andy, let's end with a couple of uh, hookers in our minds. Blake Braley, man, he's become the real deal. He scored 60 and 63. He's finally running out of dummy half. Seems that Fitz has turned his kind of attacking stats around, and he's added a little bit. He looks bigger, and his defensive work rate has just been fantastic. I'm nearly thinking the hooker strategy has to come back, Andy. Well, like you said, you've got um, Blake Braley and, you know, the other one who's surprising. Happy Coruscant. Yeah, big time. He, play, he played 80 on the weekend. You know, like, I, I don't know if they're going to continue with that because they might have kept him on um, because there was a couple of injuries or they needed – because they lost their fours, they're keeping the experience on the side. But mm. he's scoring well. So, what, try last week, no try this week, 80 minutes. So, maybe the hookers strategy does come back. You know, you got, well, Blake Valley's 590, though. So, how many plays are you going to turf to pick him up? But – this could be your final year. I, I, honestly, I'm still I'm so shocked that this is actually happening. But Andy, uh, the, like the hookers, it just seems the hookers are the only ones interested in actually doing their jobs properly this year. Like, the, I think the hooker strategy is back, mate. Well, they're the, they're, they're, their scores haven't dropped from last year. You know, there's all these other cro- across the board, everyone's sort of struggling. But like you said, the hookers are sort of where their hookers' main points is tackling and line breaks mm. hasn't really changed. You know, like you've still got that they are pretty stagnant. So I, I suppose they're sort of keeping their value. Yeah, big time. Harry Grant's the other one we want to talk about. And he's going to open around 700K and he's 8%, I know, as we said at the start of the show. But I think he's number one hooker. And I think if you, if you can afford him, you sh- should get him in because I think 
everyone's going to kind of leave you behind because he's got a 58 and he was blowing hard. You can only imagine when he gets his match fitness in a couple of weeks' time what he's going to be producing. 100%. He, like you said, he will be the number one hooker. Yeah, you've got Marnie who will lose a bit of coin and Cook who will lose a bit of coin, uh, 766K. So this could be the perfect straight swap scenario if you're, if you, if you're keen. Yeah, big time. I'm, like I said, I will do the one game later. I'll do the three-game Three date rule with Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> See how they go toe to toe next think, week. I think that's definitely worth it for you, man. Now let's finishing it off with who is the falling gun most under your radar? Andrew Burden. The failing gun under my radar, as in like who? Who's kind of like you know at the moment you got Tom Travojevic. He's on a kind of falling rampage. Lolo's on a falling rampage. You got McInnes just coming back and playing twenty minutes on the weekend, so his uh, price is kind of going down. I think the one that I have is probably Paps. You know, that's probably speaks true to me because it'd be hard if I did have Turbo. It would be him. It'd be him. He'd be number one. Uh, but probably Paps because, like you said, they're winning. They've had two good tough games. So you think your points come from? You, you think you're looking to Paps to score those points? But like I said, it's just a bit of the the team makeup has been different. So there's there's narratives to say why he's scoring low, but. <laughs> You know, another couple of low scores, you might have to sort of change them out before it drops too much in price. Yeah, big time. Now, I've got Cameron McInnes here, what, 18 points from 25 minutes. I'm just hoping that Fitz just does us all a favor, just kind of works him back slowly. Yep. Three or four weeks later, you know, he he's back to that kind of somewhere between that 60 and 80-minute role playing in the middle, and hopefully he's dropped down to that kind of somewhere in that 600s. Imagine getting Cameron McInnes somewhere in that 600s, and then he's back in the starting lineup, bro. You'd think everyone would pick him up. Oh, everyone you know of, what the, the beauty right now, Andy, is? Cleary's going to be back probably not next week, but the week after. That's what David Riccio said on the news. Four. Yeah, because yeah. it's kind of bought them an extra week because they've won a couple of games, right? So they're probably not going to test him out this weekend, but very likely the weekend after, right? People are going to trade to to Cleary, which will start opening pods because you're going to have to rip your side up to take the chance of getting Cleary. And people will do it, especially the ones that have fallen behind from the start and think that Cleary will be their saviour, right? Yeah. So not everyone's going to be able to. That's why I think come emerging around that round six or seven, Cameron McInnes might become a really good pod. Well, you're going to have to get low-scoring mids. I'm sorry, low-priced mids to get him in there. If McInnes can get to 600K, geez, that looks juicy, especially from what he has done in the past. Yeah, he's captain material when he gets his when he gets his uh, game on. Think about this, Andy. If Cameron just goes back in the middle and starts ripping out sixty fives, and you pick him up at somewhere at six hundred k's, right? You don't have to worry about him. The chance of him playing Origin is very slim, right? Why wouldn't you do a straight swap with Haas and save something like two hundred and fifty k? Not have to worry about Haas playing even during that Origin period. Mm. Like I think it, there's there's so much now emerging because of Nathan Cleary coming back and these guys being at just dirt price, and you just have to. I reckon this is this is why everyone just don't panic where their scores are after the round two. There's going to be some great opportunities to really make up some good ground. Uh, round four, you getting Cleary in straight away? No, no, I'll I'll probably just let him. I, I don't think I will. I, no, just, I don't think I will either. But I, I feel like it's going to be if I'm I'm a little bit behind now, so I'm going to have to do something to sort of um, a ballsy play, which could be well, <laughs> an all in or, or a stuff up. This is the big thing, right? If you want Cleary in, I'm probably going to have to get rid of Moses and I'm probably going to have to get rid of Tedesco, which will mean Cleary plus a cheapie that would emerge, which, depending on which Nathan Cleary comes out, might not be the worst player in the world. 
Yeah, look, yeah, there's there's fifty fifty narrative, isn't there? Uh, I, I I don't think I'll get him in first game. I think, like you said, they'll they'll ease him in. I'd I'd say, like you said, Panthers been got two from two at the moment, so. Yeah, there's just too much risk around because all the backs have sucked, right? Like, let's be honest. Like you said, let's go back to that hooker strategy. Let's get them all in. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from DCE, because he's been, been dead set, the only manly player having a dead set crack. Every other half has just kind of been around that 50. Sexton, for a rookie, has been very, very good. Moses as well. But Moses usually scores 50 anyway, so he's just doing what he does. Yep. Uzi has been very good, averaging 60. But we'll see what Nathan Cleary does because, you know, he's coming back from a major, major operation. So... Yeah, imagine, he, imagine Nathan Cleary becomes just the 60 average. It's going to be weird watching that every week. That'll hurt me in draft. Yeah. <laughs> Writing a narrative. Sorry, mate. I know you've had a bad week, so I shouldn't rub that in. <laughs> I think I've just lost as well a few points. Yeah, big time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you again on Tuesday night. Andy, I'm feeling that we play for Maxi King and Nico Hines, a little bit of boys to men just to finish. What do you reckon? Just to close us out for sure, honestly. Has anyone messaged you? A lot of the boys have been messaging me. They go, look, I love the Boys to Men song, but I've been caught out with my windows down listening to you guys in the car, and all of a sudden Boys to Men comes on, yeah, and everyone's looking I at me. That. I actually listen to that song on the reg, so there's no... no <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andy, let's close out with a little bit of Boys to Men. Everyone, right. start singing. I'll make love to you like you want me to. Love you, Max. Love you, Nico. See you on the field, baby. See you, Andy. (laughs) See you, listeners.